When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Greatest Love Stories and Anna Sewell's great novel, Black Beauty. Today, chapters 17 and 18. And now, chapter 17, John Manley's Talk. The rest of our journey was very easy, and a little after sunset we reached the house of my master's friend. We were taken into a clean, snug stable. There was a kind coachman who made us very comfortable and who seemed to think a good deal of James when he heard about the fire. "'There is one thing quite clear, young man,' he said. "'Your horses know who they can trust. "'It is one of the hardest things in the world "'to get horses out of a stable when there's either fire or flood. "'I don't know why they won't come out, but they won't. "'Not one in twenty. "'We stopped two or three days at this place, and then returned home. "'All went well on the journey.' We were glad to be in our own stable again, and John was equally glad to see us. Before he and James left us for the night, James said, I wonder who is coming in my place. Little Joe Green at the lodge, said John. Little Joe Green? Why, he's a child. He's fourteen and a half, said John. But he's such a little chap. Yes, he is small, but he is quick and willing, and kind-hearted, too. "'and then he wishes very much to come, "'and his father would like it, "'and I know the master would like to give him the chance. "'He said if I thought he would not do, "'he would look out for a bigger boy, "'but I said I was quite agreeable "'to try him for six weeks.' Six weeks,' said James. "'Why, it will be six months "'before he can be of much use. "'It will make you a deal of work, John.' "'Well,' said John with a laugh, "'Work and I are very good friends. "'I never was afraid of work yet. "'You are a very good man,' said James. "'I wish I may ever be like you.' "'I don't often speak of myself,' said John. "'But as you are going away from us, "'out into the world to ship for yourself, "'I'll just tell you how I look on these things. "'I was just as old as Joseph "'when my father and mother died of the fever "'within ten days of each other, "'and left me and my crippled sister Nellie "'alone in the world.' "'without a relation that we could look to for help. "'I was a farmer's boy, "'not earning enough to keep myself, "'much less both of us, "'and she would have gone to the workhouse, 
but for her mistress. Nellie calls her her angel, and she has a good right to do so. She went and hired a room for her with old widow Mallet, and she gave her knitting and needlework when she was able to do it. And when she was ill, she sent her dinners and many nice, comfortable things, and was like a mother to her. Then the master, he took me into the stable under old Norman, the coachman that was then. I had my food at the house, and my bed in the loft, and a suit of clothes, and three shillings a week, so that I could help Nellie. Then there was Norman. He might have turned round and said at his age he could not be troubled with a raw boy from the plow-tail. But he was like a father to me, and took no end of pains with me. When the old man died some years after I stepped into his place, and now, of course, I have top wages, and can lay by for a rainy day, or a sunny day, as it may happen, and Nellie is as happy as a bird. So you see, James, I am not the man that should turn up his nose at a little boy and vex a good, kind master. No, I shall miss you very much, James, but we shall pull through, and there's nothing like doing a kindness when tis put in your way, and I'm glad I can do it. Then said James. You don't hold with that saying, everybody look after himself and take care of number one? No, indeed, said John. Where should I and Nellie have been if master and mistress and old Norman had only taken care of number one? Why, she in the workhouse and I hoeing turnips? Where would Black Beauty and Ginger have been if you had only thought of number one? Why, roasted to death? No, Jim, no. That is a selfish, heathenish saying, whoever uses it. And any man who thinks he has nothing to do but take care of number one, why, it's a pity but what he had been drowned like a puppy or a kitten before he got his eyes open. That's what I think, said John, with a very decided jerk of his head. James laughed at this, but there was a thickness in his voice when he said, You have been my best friend except my mother. I hope you won't forget me. "'No, lad, no,' said John. "'And if ever I can do you a good turn, "'I hope you won't forget me.' "'The next day Joe came to the stables "'to learn all he could before James left. "'He learned to sweep the stable, "'to bring in the straw and hay. "'He began to clean the harness "'and helped to wash the carriage. "'As he was quite too short to do anything "'in the way of grooming Ginger and me, "'James taught him upon merry legs, "'for he was to have full charge of him under John.' He was a nice little bright fellow, and always came whistling to his work. Barry Legs was a good deal put out at being mauled about, as he said, by a boy who knew nothing. But toward the end of the second week, he told me confidentially that he thought the boy would turn out well. At last the day came when James had to leave us. Cheerful as he always was, he looked quite downhearted that morning. You see, he said to John, I'm leaving a great deal behind. My mother and Betsy, and you, and a good master and mistress, and then the horses, and my old merry legs. At the new place there will not be a soul that I shall know. If it were not that I shall get a higher place, and be able to help my mother better, I don't think I should have made up my mind to do it. It is a real pinch, John. Aye, James, lad, so it is. "'but I should not think much of you "'if you could leave your home for the first time "'and not feel it. "'Cheer up. "'You'll make friends there. "'And if you get on well, as I'm sure you will, "'it will be a fine thing for your mother, 
"'and she'll be proud enough that you've got into such a good place as that.' "'So John cheered him up, but everyone was sorry to lose James. "'As for Merrylegs, he pined after him for several days, "'and went quite off his appetite. "'So John took him out several mornings with a leading rein, "'when he exercised me, and trotting and galloping by my side, "'got up the little fellow's spirits again, and he was soon all right. "'Joe's father would often come in and give a little help, "'as he understood the work, "'and Joe took a great deal of pains to learn, "'and John was quite encouraged about him. "'We'll return with Chapter 18 right after these sponsor messages. "'Another day is here, and you're ready for it. "'What to wear? Check. "'Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. "'Planning for what's next and how to save for it? "'That's where Bank of America can help. "'For your financial to-dos, "'Bank of America has experts ready to help "'get you closer to your goals.' Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now chapter 18, Going for the Doctor. One night, a few days after James had left, I had eaten my hay and was lying down in my straw fast asleep when I was suddenly roused by the stable bell ringing very loud. I heard the door of John's house open, and his feet running up to the hall. He was back again in no time. He unlocked the stable door and came in, calling out, "'Wake up, beauty! You must go well now, if you ever did!' And almost before I could think, he had got the saddle on my back and the bridle on my head. He just ran round for his coat, and then took me at a quick trot up to the hall door. The squire stood there, with a lamp in his hand, "'Now, John,' he said, "'ride for your life, that is, for your mistress's life. "'There is not a moment to lose. "'Give this note to Dr. White. "'Give your horse a rest at the inn, "'and be back as soon as you can.' "'John said, "'Yes, sir,' and was on my back in a minute. "'The gardener who lived at the lodge "'had heard the bell ring, "'and was ready with the gate open, "'and away we went through the park, "'and through the village, "'down the hill till we came to the toll-gate.' "'John called very loud and thumped upon the door. "'The man was soon out and flung open the gate. "'Now,' said John, "'do you keep the gate open for the doctor? "'Here's the money.' "'And off he went again. "'There was before us a long piece of level road by the riverside. "'John said to me, "'Now, beauty, do your best.' "'And so I did. "'I wanted no whip nor spur, "'and for two miles I galloped as fast as I could lay my feet to the ground.' I don't believe that my old grandfather, who won the race at Newmarket, could have gone faster. When we came to the bridge, John pulled me up a little and patted my neck. Well done, beauty. Good old fellow, he said. He would have let me go slower, but my spirit was up, and I was off again as fast as before. The air was frosty, the moon was bright, it was very pleasant. We came through a village, then through a dark wood, then uphill, then downhill, "'till after eight miles' run we came to the town, "'through the streets and into the marketplace. "'It was all quiet still except the clatter of my feet on the stones. "'Everybody was asleep. "'The church clock struck three as we drew up at Dr. White's door. "'John rang the bell twice and then knocked at the door like thunder. "'The window was thrown up and Dr. White, in his nightcap, "'put his head out and said, "'What do you want?' "'Mrs. Gordon is very ill, sir.' "'Master wants you to go at once. "'He thinks she will die if you cannot get there in time. "'Here's a note.' "'Wait,' he said. 
I will come. He shut the window and was soon at the door. The worst of it is, he said, that my horse has been out all day and is quite done up. My son has just been sent for, and he has taken the other. What is to be done? Can I have your horse? He has come at a gallop nearly all the way, sir, and I was to give him a rest here, but I think my master would not be against it, if you think fit. All right, he said. I will soon be ready. John stood by me and stroked my neck. I was very hot. The doctor came out with his riding whip. You need not take that, sir, said John. Black Beauty will go till he drops. Take care of him, sir, if you can. I should not like any harm to come to him. No, no, John, said the doctor. I hope not. And in a minute we had left John far behind. I will not tell about our way back. The doctor was a heavier man than John, and not so good a rider. But I did my very best. The man at the toll gate had it open. When we came to the hill, the doctor drew me up. "'Now, my good fellow,' he said, "'take some breath.' "'I was glad he did, for I was nearly spent, "'but that breathing helped me on, "'and soon we were in the park. "'Joe was at the lodge gate. "'My master was at the hall door, "'for he had heard us coming. "'He spoke not a word. "'The doctor went into the house with him, "'and Joe led me to the stable. "'I was glad to get home. "'My legs shook under me, "'and I could only stand and pant.' I had not a dry hair on my body. The water ran down my legs. I was steamed all over. Joe used to say, like a pot on the fire. Poor Joe. He was young and small, and as yet he knew very little, and his father, who would have helped him, had been sent to the next village. But I am sure he did the very best he knew. He rubbed my legs and my chest, but he did not put my warm cloth on me. He thought I was so hot I should not like it. Then he gave me a pailful of water to drink. It was cold and very good, and I drank it all. Then he gave me some hay and some corn, and thinking he had done right, he went away. But soon I began to shake and tremble, and turn deadly cold. My legs ached, my loins ached, and my chest ached, and I felt sore all over. Oh, how I wished for my warm, thick cloth as I stood and trembled. I wished for John! but he had had eight miles to walk, so I lay down on my straw and tried to go to sleep. After a long while I heard John at the door. I gave a low moan, for I was in great pain. He was at my side in a moment, stooping down by me. I could not tell him how I felt, but he seemed to know it all. He covered me up with two or three warm cloths and then ran to the house for some hot water. He made me some warm gruel, which I drank, and then I think I went to sleep. John seemed to be very much put out. I heard him say to himself over and over again, Stupid boy! Stupid boy! No cloth put on, and I dare say the water was cold, too. Boys are no good. But Joe was a good boy, after all. I was now very ill. A strong inflammation had attacked my lungs, and I could not draw my breath without pain. John nursed me night and day. He would get up two or three times in the night to come to me. My master, too, often came to see me. "'My poor beauty,' he said one day. "'My good horse. "'You saved your mistress's life, beauty.' "'Yes, you saved her life.' "'I was very glad to hear that, "'for it seems the doctor had said 
"'If we had been a little longer, it would have been too late. "'John told my master he never saw a horse go so fast in his life. "'It seemed almost as if the horse knew what was the matter. "'Of course I did, though John thought not. "'At least I knew as much as this, "'that John and I must go to the top of our speed, "'and that it was for the sake of the mistress.'" Thanks for joining us for chapters 17 and 18 of Black Beauty. We'll return with more chapters next Sunday at 12 noon, everybody. We always appreciate reviews, so if you're enjoying Black Beauty, I don't think we've had a review yet. If any of you are Apple listeners and are enjoying the story, we could sure use a good review to that fact. We'll see you next week Sunday at noon. Until then, everyone, stay safe, and we'll be back soon. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.